0: Man, go ahead and greet your neighbor. Please take a seat tonight. want to welcome those who uh, came out tonight. It's good to be in the house of God. Uh, welcome to our stay-at-homies who are watching us on uh, YouTube tonight. Amen. It's good. How many know that it's, it, it's, uh, it, sometimes it can become a, a, a little challenge to, to get the strength to come out on a Thursday? We get a little drag, but how many know that when, 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 you're, when your cell phone is on one, one bar, come on, you know you, you look for the connection. You look, for the, you look for the outlet. You need to plug in. And so when, when we, throughout the week, and you, know, you come Sunday, and, and you, you are charged up, and you're ready for the week. And then, you know, Tuesday, man, you know what? Your boss is all over you. And you know what? Your co somebody ate your lunch. You know, and you, it's just like, man, a trial after trial after trial. And then, the, you know, the devil tells you, you know what, man? You're too tired. You don't need to go to church tonight. They don't understand. You're tired, you're tired. You could watch it online, but you come to church and then you get into the worship and then you get into the presence of God and then you start to, all those, all, uh, everything Wednesday beyond, it just, it's all, uh, it's all in the past now, amen? So it's good to be here tonight. Uh, I just uh, thank God for the privilege to minister tonight. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Psalms chapter 92. <clears> hmm. <throat> Amen. Uh, Sunday, uh, our pastor, he, he ministered a message, uh, a powerful message dealing with character. How many know that God is always developing his people, their character? God is always bringing us to a place in our walk with him to, to hone in on our character and shape us in areas. I titled this message, 20, 23, and me. Uh, don't get it confused with 23 and me amen, you, you want to find out, you know, through your DNA, uh, your identity, I mean, that's a huge thing right now, where everybody wants to know where they come from, their identity, and, uh, you know, my wife and I, we had lunch with another couple, and, and, and the, the wife, she says, you know what, uh, we did that, 23 and me, and it came back that we were 43% Neanderthal, what is that, and I says, "Well, I might be mistaken, but I think that's cavemen. You're you got some cavemen in you." <laughs> so be careful what you ask for. You don't you might not find you might find out, you know, something about you that you don't know. And and, and I don't I don't get into a lot of that, but the 23 and me, 2023 20, and me, it, I I want to speak about our identity in Christ and who we are. She uh the scripture reads this in in psalms 92 verses 13 it says and those who are planted in the house of the lord shall flourish in the courts of our god they shall bear fruit in old age and they shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the lord is upright he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him let's pray father i thank you lord this opportunity, Lord, to minister your word, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would just use me, Father, to minister this word, Lord God, that it would just fall on good ground. Lord, that you would prepare hearts tonight for salvation. And Father God, that you would challenge us, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would just, just anoint me to deliver your anointed word, Father. I step aside, ask that you take of full control of this service, Lord, I give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Amen. Amen. You know, as we transition into this new year, I mean, we're already through with January. And you know, when I'm looking back, I'm looking back at 2020, there's not a whole lot that I really can remember. You know, it, it, it was just a lot of distance, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff I don't want to remember twenty twenty one came and we just felt like you know it, we were getting out of 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 some things and and we were starting to 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 go towards normality and then it, it became apparent that normal wasn 't going to be a thing anymore that we things had changed. People were were no longer with us and and, and so what what was taking place in in the church structure, what was happening with people? So as we were transitioning to the the new year, I I thought it was important that we would search ourselves to determine where I need to be. I would ask myself, "Is like, what is it that I want to do this year that, you know what, I I don't want to carry 2022 with me into 2023? I don't want to uh, deal with some of the things that, that maybe uh, uh, God was, was trying to deal with me. And, and, and I had moments of, of, of victory where I would say, you know what? I no longer have to struggle with that. I'm, I'm beyond that. Only for it to return. And then I would have to start the practice over again of just saying, you know what? God, deal with me in this area. And always asking God to expose things in my life that I need to change. See, it's not only being content with being a Christian or coming to church, being a churchgoer, but flourishing in God. I want to flourish in God. I want to, I want to be used by God. I want, I want when, when people, they, they, they look at, it, at an individual, they say, I, I could tell by that person's demeanor, that by their speech, by the way they conduct themselves, that they walk with God. And I think that that should be our desire that, you know what, that when, when, when the world has a question or, or a concern or they need a prayer, that they come to us. That we be the ones that they say, you know what, is, is it possible that you could pray for me? Is it possible that you could lift me up in prayer? But we flourish in God, growing and thriving. So the question is, will 2023 be an extension of 2022? We're going into conference, and I, and, I, and I truly feel in my spirit that this is going to be one of the most challenging conferences that we have had. You, you ask yourself, we haven't, been gather, we haven't gathered like this in, in some time now. I believe this is going to be almost like two years, three years. And so it's going, to be, it's going to be an atmosphere where, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm believing God that many, many will catch the vision. Catch the vision for your life. Catch the vision for your relationship, your marriage, your ministry. And, in, and what, what does God want to do in my life? What is it that I have to offer to God? So where am I in 2023? See, one of the true signs of an individual that is growing in Christ, and you and I in particular, is that you start to progress and advance to where you are going and to not where you came from. That you're starting to make advances to where God is trying to take you to. And see, some of you have filled the stretch, some of you feel the pull that God is doing that work in your life, and you're feeling, man, I'm, I'm going through trials that I've never gone through before. I'm going through uh, some testing that I've never gone to before because now you're advancing. Now you're graduating. You can no longer stay there in the infancy. God is wanting to take you to bigger challenges. You are now going to face different trials, different demons. They're all there waiting for you because you accepted the challenge that God has placed on your walk. You have accepted the call that God has placed on you. It could be anything. It could be teaching, working with the youth. It could be ushering. It could be greeting, working with the children. Every one of those is a vital ministry in the house of God, vital. See, whether you've been a Christian for many years or just recently came to the Lord and asked him to be your savior, it's very important to know that you must plant yourself. Be planted. So when our scripture says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. It's one of the things that I've always mentioned in it to new converts. You will only grow where you plant yourself. Where you plant yourself. How many here have ever did any type of gardening? Legal gardening here, man. You should say that. Start off that first, right? Were you, you know, tomatoes or, or something, you know, and, and, and you know, I, I go through these moments sometimes where, you know, I, I, I could not even think about it, but then I'll, I'll watch like something and like, I'll get this bright idea like, hey, I'm going to grow potatoes or tomatoes or something, you know. <clears throat> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You know, I, I, I had the opportunity, uh, one of our ministers, uh, Pastor Rudy Tovar, he has a green thumb, man. That guy, he's got some plants, man, that you've never, I've never seen in my life. And he has a knack for it, and he 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 sits there with the with his little chopsticks mixing soil and stuff. I stood around, I wanted to see if he could catch a fly with those chopsticks, you know. Like he he he's just he and what he, he's, he knows what how much sun they need. He knows how much fertilizer they need. He knows, and these are all the things because he knows the importance of being planted, being rooted. You know, and I have, I have plants myself, but I've always, I've noticed most recently that the ones that are not growing are the ones that are not deeply rooted. They don't have a root structure. So I started to ask myself, what is it that I need to do? What is it that, that we need to do as Christians, that we need to do as men and women who call ourselves followers of Christ, pupils, students, Learners, what is it that we need to do to develop? Where do we? How do we go from being the meaty ochre Christian or being the the individual who just surviving goes on to thriving and flourishing? How is it? It gives us an example here and there, the Word of God. See, unfortunately, improving one's behavior or increasing in your knowledge of the Word of God or developing spiritual gifts maybe may be mistaken for growth. See, you could there. there I, I've been some. I've been into some conversations with some people who know the Bible. They have such a they have such a knowledge of the Word of God, but they have no fruit. I've had a conversation one time with a gentleman who was a PhD. He was a professor at Notre Dame. Had no desire to serve God, but he had all the knowledge. He knew all the, the lingo. He knew everything. He knew the scriptures. He would go into some Greek and Hebrew and all these things. And I, I was so intimidated by his knowledge. But then I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me to say he doesn't know me. See, you could know so much about God and not know God yourself. In the book of Revelations where you, you see that they stood before the throne of God and they start to tell the, 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 the Lord all the things that they've done for him. And he tells them to what? Depart from me because I never knew you. See, we could know someone. You know, you think you know somebody, but do you know them? Do they know you? One example here is Paul writes to in, uh, the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians. He gives an example of believers that in the Corinthians who had much, they had a desire to have the knowledge and the gifts. But Paul rebukes them and he, and he gives them instructions and he tells them that they were infants in Christ. Because they were chasing after all the gifts and chasing after all the, all the, the detailed things that they felt that they needed to know. But they didn't have the maturity that Christ was desiring. Growth is a slow process. See, we want things instantly. We want things just to happen, just like, man, God, I'm gonna say this prayer and it's gonna happen immediately. It is a slow process. How many, how many can testify to that? That you know what, you know what, God, God all has an answer for everything. No is an answer. No is an answer. It's not the answer that we want. It's not the answer that we want to hear. And you know what's another answer? Wait. Not now. Or I have something better for you. Something better. See, we, 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 sometimes we want it like, oh, God, I, I want this. I want this. I want that. You, sometimes you don't know what you want. You, 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 you have no idea what it takes. You look at, you look at some of these, these, these people who've been walking with the Lord and they have such an anointing upon their life. You don't know what is taking place in their life. You don't know the trials that they have gone through. You don't know the struggles that they have gone through. The nights that they have had to get up in the middle of the night and cry out to God. These are the people who have weathered the storms. These are the people who had to cry out to God. Things that we did not see. And this is a learning process where God starts to develop us and say, you know what? It's not an easy process. But I've said it this many, many times. Man, I would rather have a bad day in Jesus than a great day without him. Man, where I could say, you know what, God, as tough as it gets, God, I know that you see the outcome. I know that you see what the the outcome's going to be, that you're going to see the end of it. Man, I might be in the biggest storm and my head is spinning, and I'm hearing it from this side, and I'm hearing it from this side. And I'm just saying, man, I just wish this would stop. But God says, be still. I am with you. Those are the moments where you just had to sit down and shut up. Shut up. That's the one thing. How many of you ever had to have the last word? Three people. Three <laughs> people. Right? You always have to have. I remember one time my mom said, I don't want to hear another peep out of you. And what did I do? Peep. (laughs) How many know what a coscoron is? (laughs) We always have to have the last word. Progression. Advancing to where you are going and not to where you came from. I look at this congregation and I could see some of the miracles of God. Some of the miracles that God has placed before me that I could see, man. I've seen some individuals walk into the house of God beat down. Beat down. Tormented. And they would just make the altar calls. Man, they, they were preaching on tithing, but you made the altar call and, and God was speaking to you. You, had, you, know, you knew that you had to come to this altar and just pour it out to God. And slowly that progression is taking place and God starts to show you. And God starts to take that heart of stone and God starts to turn it. And he starts to give you a heart of flesh and things that you didn't care about, now you start to care about. People that you say, they used to bug you. You know, that one individual that every time you see him, like, oh, God. You know the people who light up a room when they leave? <laughs> Those people? But now God has given you a genuine love for them. So now we're there able to say, you know what? Come here, man. Let's just pray. I don't need to know all the details, all the, you know, Let's just pray. Let's let's take it to God. See, that's the goal, is is for our leadership is to bring the people to a point in their walk with God where they could say, you know what, I can do. I can come to God. I don't have to wait till Thursday service. I could get on my knees on Wednesday morning. I could call out to God, and I know God is going to hear me. I can. I and you know what? We we. But you know what? It's it's good to have backup. It's good to have people by your side who have the same mindset and they say, "You know what? Let's do this." Let's do this. You know, be careful who you hang around with. Who people who you allow to speak into your life. That makes a huge difference. I've said this before. I'd rather have soup with a friend than steak with somebody who's less than a friend. Because I want to be around people who are going to speak into my life, people who we are, we are the same mindset, that we have the same goals in life, that we want to see people come to Christ. We want to see lives transform. We love it. I love it when I see somebody turning the corner. I love it when I see somebody who is struggling, somebody who is with just man barely hanging on and you see them walk through those doors and you say, God, give them strength for another day. Give them strength to continue on. Give them strength to just, you know what, let them push that stuff aside. And see, when you're in that, when you're in that moment, the enemy's going to hit you. The enemy is going to attack you. The enemy is going to send people towards you. Come on, man. You did your best. Come on. We miss you. Come back, man. The homies miss you. They don't miss you. They just want to see you drugged down to where they are. And you know what? God wants to continue to do that work in your life. See, growth is the process that we are aiming for. So listen, Paul tells the Thessalonians, your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. See, before we came to Christ, we didn't have that genuine love for individuals. It was just me, my four, no more. I don't want to interact with people. You don't, want to, you don't want to just, you know what, man, save it. Save it for, for dear Ann Landers or save it for whoever, you know. Do, I don't need, I don't want to hear none of that stuff. But see, when you have an ear and you could say, you know what? I don't need to know all the details, but let's pray on it. Let's bring it before God. I know God has an answer. I don't have all the answers, but I know God does. I know God has an answer that, you know what, that he's going to give it to you, and he's going to make it clear, and it's going to be precise, and it's going to be exactly what you need to hear. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Peter, in 2 Peter 3, 18, he says, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. See, I want you to take note to this process where we are being developed, where God starts to bring us to a place of maturity and refining of our character. Pastor brought out so much details on the refining of the character of the individual. See, before we came to Christ, we were known for certain things. That individual, man, don't, you know, don't, he's not a morning person. Don't. <laughs> it's just him. Or, you know what, don't, don't ask them for a favor. Don't do, you know, the, the, those were the characteristic traits that, that people may have known about us. But as God starts to transform us and develop us, he's building the character. See, you ask for for peace, God puts you in situations to challenge that peace. You ask for patience, and God will put you with that one individual. That one. You know that one who tests, there's the first and second nerve, this person is on your last nerve. That person that where you know what, they're right there and you think to yourself like, why did I pray for patience? Why? So how do I get there? How do I get to a point in my walk with God where I'm flourishing? That I'm bearing fruit. Our text, those who are planted in the house of the Lord. See, it starts with being planted. That you are part of something powerful. Deuteronomy talks about bringing your tithe and offering to the place where the the Lord dwells. I wanna tell you something, that this church as small as it is, it's huge in the kingdom of God. In the sense that we are doing things that are unspoke that, that you don't hear of. That where you 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 say, like you know, is it important that I tithe, that I give of an offering? Why your your money is being used to further the kingdom of God. That where we have churches in Pakistan. We have churches in the Philippines, we have churches in, we have a church in England, we have churches that are going out. Where God is reaching people just like you and me. That wherever city you go, we're gonna have another individual who's, whose marriage is struggling, who's dealing with addiction, who's dealing with heartache, anxieties, who's dealing with depression and suicide, is chasing them night and day. God is gonna use you and I, simple people who love God, who can bring a message of hope. Can I hear an amen? Amen. See, I believe that it's our desire that we see growth. Not just surviving, but flourishing and thriving in the house of God. The word flourish, the definition is to grow well, to thrive, prosper, and succeed. See, that's the heart of God, is that his people would flourish, that they would thrive and succeed. See, we're, we're, we're called to be victorious. We're called to be the, the 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 forefront of what God is doing in these last days. That when the, all the chaos that is going on around us, they can look to people who are stable in the things of God. That you're not shaken. That you said, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let what's going on. You know, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna panic that there's no eggs. Right? I'm not gonna worry about these things. You know, I, I'm just gonna believe God. And if you got the hookup with the eggs, let us know. <laughs> and we got to the point where we say, do we get chickens, what do we do? <laughs> so we're, 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 we're developing that and the flourish, that we grow well, we thrive, we prosper. To what? Bear fruit. Bearing fruit, the definition, is a phrase that is used to describe an outward action that is a result of the inward condition of the person's heart. See, as God is starting to be great in your life, you are going to start to bear fruit. Galatians chapter 5 gives an outline of this fruit. It says that it's the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness faithfulness gentleness and get this self-control see those nine characteristic traits they didn't they usually weren't attached to you and i but see as you begin to grow in christ, as christ begins to grow in you these are the things that start to develop in your life that you start to bear this fruit because it's a heart condition amen how many know that we needed a heart transplant That our heart, man, you know, it's kind. Because I I know some very kind and genuine people. Man, they just have, they're just so genuine. They don't know the Lord. But they're kind people. And you're going to interact with people like that. And just because you have all these, these, you know, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do all these things. Doesn't mean that you're there. Because it's still a heart condition. The Bible says that it's desperately wicked. That Christ knows it. So, we, we, we aim towards that, that we're planted in the house of God, that we're allowing God to do the work in our life, that we're able to bear fruit, and that we're able to thrive and flourish. So, the key passage is verse 13 that those who are planted in the house of the Lord see, this is a choice. This is a choice that you say, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm a, I'm a part of this family of God, I'm not just a, a, a seat warmer. I'm not a seat filler. I'm not just a church attendee. I want God to do something in my life. I want God to do a work in my heart. And I I make that effort. See, we can't, you know, every day is that choice. You wake up in the morning and you say, you know what, God? What is it that you need to show me today? Or like you think, man, oh man, I could act the way I want to because it's barely Tuesday and we don't go to church to two more days. <laughs> One person said this, it says, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. Change is inevitable. You, you know, we're, gonna, we're getting older. You know, things are changing. We no longer have the same uh, same uh, passions that we had when we were younger. We have you know. So as we, as as we're growing in Christ, we are, our passions change. Some of us were selfish. Some of us only wanted to do things that, you know what, I I have my own hobbies. I have my own things that I want to do. But when you came to Christ, God God did something in your life where you started having a, a passion to do. Reach out to those who were less fortunate. Reach out to children. Reach out to those that were on the streets. Those who were bound by drugs, addicted. Marriages that were falling apart. These were the things that God put a desire in your heart to pray for. And as you start to develop, God starts to place you before these people. Because what is our prayer? God, place me before the right people. Place me before the individual who needs to hear this. How many here have ever had that experience where you know what, you you just thought you were just going to Walmart? But then you see that one person and, and you know what? The Holy Spirit hones in on you and says, go up to that person and just go tell them that I love them. And you step out of your comfort zone And you make your way over there, and then before you know it, that person starts to let you know that they've been going through something. That was God making a way for them, using you. And for that reason, you have to give God praise and say, you know what, God, thank you for using me to minister to this person. Because God used somebody to reach out to you. I remember when I was running, running from God and anything to do with church, anything to do with God, anything. I just wanted to be away from it, didn't want nothing to do with it. But everywhere I went, I ran into Christians, everywhere. Like, my God, how many are there in this city, man? Where, why, why can I not go to the bank? I can't, I here to the market, I hear here, everywhere. I even went on a jury duty where six of the people were Christians. We're going to open up in prayer before we cast our votes. Like, oh, great. (laughs) But I knew that God was just bringing me to these people because I started to see him everywhere. And before you know it, you get to a point where you just, how many of you ever just got tired and said, you know what, I'm done. I've ran far and wide, but everywhere I went, you're there. What is it that you're trying to show me? And God just says, how long will you continue to run? And we come to Christ. So change is inevitable, growth is optional. See, when the roots are deep, there is no need to fear the winds. When the roots are deep, when you've been planted in the things, the house of God, when you've, man, you've allowed God to, to do that work in your life and you're growing and developing, you don't have to fear the winds. You don't have to fear the future because you know that God has your future in his hands. I mean, we have situations that are disturbing. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to downsize it. But, you know, we've, we've all got those reports. We've all got the, some, some news that wasn't pleasant. But those are opportunities for you to say, you know what, Lord, God, steal my heart. I'm going to take this report and I'm going to place it on your altar. And I'm going to say, God, you have my future in your hands. And however, you, however you're going to do this, God, I just pray that you prepare me for what you're about to do. And God is faithful. God is so faithful. I've, I've seen the hand of God move in people's lives and prayers. I've seen marriages restored. I've seen people who were, who were demon-possessed. Possessed. Man, where you, would, you, would just, you wouldn't even want to talk to them. And God touched them and transformed them. And now those people are thriving and flourishing in the house of God, being used by God. And God has such a great calling upon them. You know who you are. God has put that desire in your heart. Pray on it. Say, you know what, God? Whatever it is that you have for me, let me know it, God. Reveal it to me. Write it down. God gives you a vision. God gives you a dream. Write it down. Put it in your Bible. Put it on your mirror. Put it on your refrigerator. Because God has something that he's trying to put inside of us. And you know what? You can't let it. You can't minimize it. Because sometimes we question God. Me, God? God, you know I don't speak well in front of people. God, you know I don't really, you know, I'm uncomfortable doing that. God, you know these things. Yes, God does know that. God has a history of using people and taking them out of their comfort zone. Moses, come on, you've read it for yourself, people and men and women of God who've said, you know what, God, I don't know what I'm doing, God, but you use me. Use me for your glory and your honor, and God takes you, and he just puts you right forefront, right in the center of things. So we we just go with it, say, you know what, God, I'm going to plant myself in the house of God, and I'm going to let you do the work in my life. God, I, I want to be a part of what God is doing in this, 20, this 21st century. 2023. This month is already gone. We're going to start into February. But don't let 2023 be a part of 2024. That you, you know what, God, in this year, use me to the full capacity that I, Man, God, use me. Use me, God, strengthen me. You know what, God, I want to do things that I haven't done before. Some of you have been challenged by God to put something together. Or maybe a Bible study or or a devotional or something. Or maybe, you know what, you have some people at your workplace that, you know what, that you could sit down at lunch and just say, you know what, let's go over this scripture. You'd be surprised at how many times people they might mock you at first. They might look at you and say, Oh, you know what? That doesn't, you know what? I, I have my religion or I have these things, but you don't understand what God is trying to do. God is trying to take you out of that comfort zone of the, out of that uneasiness. Cause what? We don't like rejection. We don't like to be told, Get away or no, I don't want that track or you know what? That's not me. We don't like that. But God is just saying, Look, it, if you take the first step, I'll go before you. If you just open up your mouth, I'll give you the words. And I will prepare their heart. I will soften their heart. I will put the people who are hurting before you. Would you be, accept that challenge? See, I ask myself, am I allowing Jesus to grow in me? Am I allowing him to have full control of my life? Are my roots deep? Jesus summarized this question to this in John 15. He says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. Unless you abide in me, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he that bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing see the person who has been planted and established roots and is flourishing and bearing fruit that individual can make the claims like king david in psalm 16:8 he says i have set the lord always before me because he is at my right hand and i shall not be moved you can accept that claim where he says in Psalms fifty-five, twenty-two: 22, cast my, thy burdens upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. An individual who is planted in the house of God, who is flourishing, who is bearing fruit, will not be moved. You will stand the test of time. The winds will come. The storms will come. They will beat down. Trials will come trial after trial you get out of one trial into another trial but you will not be moved you will not be moved God will sustain you God will keep you he will uphold you and guess what you will flourish you will flourish and you will bear fruit because all of that kindness is coming out gentleness is coming out how many have ever been humbled to the point where you just put your head down and just thank God and say, God, I don't deserve this, God, but you, God, you have been so gracious and so merciful to me. See, when you get to that point, then you can mouth these words like David. He is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. See, if you want to, if you want to have the light, how many here want the light? You need to stand where it's shining. You need to plant yourself. You need to say, you know what, God? I'm nothing without you. I'm going to remain in you. Let's stand this evening. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. See, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be without God. It's not pleasant, not pleasant at all. No matter how you try to wear the mask of, you know, carefree, you know, just going on, just having a good time, just doing your thing, just, you know. You're always trying to fill a void that can't be filled with the things of this. They're all temporary. They're all temporary. It's until you realize that, you know what, God, I, can, I need you. Maybe this evening you're here, maybe somebody invited you, maybe you're watching this live on stream and, and you just say, you know what, Anthony? I've come to church. I've said the prayer, I've read the Bible. You know what? I've got rid of some things in my life, but there's still the heart issue. I still have never asked Christ to come into my heart and forgive me. Or maybe you walked away from God and you backslid, and you try to fill your life with just things to just to keep you busy. But it's in those moments when it's just you, and the party's over. The buddies are gone. And you just say to yourself, Where am I? I'm not rooted. Maybe that's you here tonight and you say, Anthony, I want to give my life to Christ. I want you just to slip up your hand and let it down. I'm to pray with you. Or maybe you know what you don't even need to do that. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say a prayer. I'm going to say a prayer and if that is you here tonight and you say, Anthony, I'm, I'm, I'm distant from God. I'm not where I need to be. I'm not, I, I, I just really feel like a distance, a disconnection. I want to get right with God. I want to plant myself in the house of God. I want to flourish. I want to bear the fruit. I'm going to say this prayer and if you're watching us online and you want to say this prayer with us tonight, you mean it in your heart. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Come into my heart and forgive me of all my sins. Wash me in your blood. I believe that you died on the cross for all my sins and that you rose from the dead and that right now you sit at the right hand of the Father interceding for me. I make you the Lord the Lord and savior of my heart i pray this in jesus precious name amen amen glory to god glory to god